Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Pod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Uh, and I had to make sure that I am actually recording my audio, which I am. So welcome Yay! to episode 96. 96? Nice. 97? I'm going to put in the correct answer here. Uh, <clears throat> Perfect. We are somewhere deep into season 10. Uh, we're yes. f- quickly approaching uh, episode 100. 100. See? See how I, I stole your line? Yeah. Son of a... That's right. Uh, That's right. Yeah. As... As That's what you, you can call tell. trampling a Segway. Yeah. Se- Segway, which is... Uh... No. You know, it wasn't even a Segway. Um, it was it was the lead. It was the... Uh, what do you... See, now I'm really destroying it. What do you call the thing where you, where you say it, and then later on, it, you, the payoff comes? Callback? Setup? No. There's a word. There's a I, word. I know there's a word. It's like, you know, it's like when you're watching the show and they show the gun over the mantle. Oh, like a, like a Chekhov's you know gun, gun situation. Yeah. It, kinda. Yeah. I, I, I'll I mean, think of it at some point and then I'll just blurt it out. Great. So when, yeah. when we hear Bruce say random nonsense, right. uh, it'll be that. I'll, I'll yes. actually like zoom in and out real oh, yeah. quick. And everybody will be like, whoa! Because if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see that. Otherwise, you, you will just, be just hear him say it, and that'll be it. Because um, if you're not watching on YouTube, it's like we're stealing from you. Yeah. Kind of. Well, maybe yeah. not really. But you're, you're missing out. You, you are missing out. And uh, I, I put a lot of effort into uh, our cool graphics my my wonderful wife made this border and uh most of the the art that accompanies with uh everything that's going on so yeah shout out to to kelly um give her some some credit i guess two thumbs up from bruce two thumbs up from me that's right if you couldn't tell uh we are talking about theft today uh, figured there's so much to talk about here, uh, and we wanted, we, honestly, we just kind of wanted a lighter topic than last week, so <laughs> we wanted theft, the lightest topic of all. Because, um, <laughs> uh, I mean, if you think about it, stealing people's creatures is a hard thing to do over, over webcam, for one. Um, and... With wow. that, uh, it it's definitely been less of a part of my life lately, uh, thieving. But I've definitely wanted to make decks around this. Uh, it was part that, of your probation, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, they were like, you have to build 30 decks in 30 days. And I was like, oh, I don't think I can do it. And I did not. So now I'm in jail. Um, but uh, back when... Baldur's Gate, Battle for Baldur's Gate, Commander Legends 2 came out. I wanted to build a, what's her name? The the queen, the witch queen, Tasha. I wanted to build a Tasha deck, which evolved, okay. revolved around taking people's cards, using them, making things, and getting value out of other people's decks. Um, right. Which, uh, you know, is a part of a lot of decks, honestly. Um Okay, so quite often when you're thinking about cards that steal other people's stuff in mm-hmm. Magic, you, t- you tend to think blue. Um, well, blue and red, but if you think blue, the idea is a lot of times for blue, getting rid of a permanent often involves a counter. In other words, you need to do it right away. Whereas the theft is sort of that delayed way to take away the threat. You're taking it away by taking it away from them and using it yourself. So quite often, I think I think you see a lot of people who are playing blue, who are trying to avoid having a deck that's just wall-to-wall counterspells. Um, they, st- you know, they can look at 
cards with theft and be like, okay, well, if that permanent is an issue, I'll just take it. And now it's either going to be a benefit for me or you lose the benefit. Either way, that's kind of what they wanted. So Yeah, it's a bit of both, honestly. Right. And like, right. like creating value out of taking away value is, is I mean, honestly, like the, the twofold nature of it is is pretty powerful uh right. we kind of st- we we kind of saw it begin with uh control magic which is an enchantment uh sure from way back when uh i mean i think that that's been what well, it was like what mid 90s uh control magic I'm yeah pretty sure control magic is alpha baby oh my gosh um so we've we've been seeing effects like this since the beginning of magic and it started in blue obviously um and i think that i mean other than like some sparse cards here and there uh it's mostly been in like black and red like it's it's like rakdos heavily at this point um but a lot of that comes with the 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 phrase until end of turn and then you know you have to return it um so then there came this giant archetype of stealing stuff and then sacrificing it so it was like you stole something and then since you had to give it back at the end of the turn you just sacrificed it no it's no one's anymore it just goes to the graveyard the the idea that you have to automatically sack the card like if you if you're using the card for the turn with the intention of okay I'm taking this you are never getting it back that's the whole removal aspect that we talk about that blue doesn't really have but blue of course everybody has a way to sacrifice permanence and if blue can steal it then you're all set <clears throat> what it doesn't do though is I mean it it sort of throws away the whole idea that why not borrow it Mm. sometimes the best play is to just borrow it. Somebody's got a big beater out on the board. It's like, hey, yeah, I, I just, I'm going to just use that right now. I'll take it. I'll swing at somebody else, not you. Knock them in the head. You know Bonk. what? Would, would you like it back? Because I, I could sack it so that you can't have it back. But I can just give it back to you if you'd like. You're not going to swing at me with that, are you? Excellent. Great. Here you are. Thank you so much for the use of your creature. You have a great day. And we don't see that happening a lot. It, it, it's not something that is often even considered. The, the auto response is, I've stolen it. I'm using it in combat. And now I'm going to sack it to get some kind of benefit. Or I'm going to sack it just so you can't use it. Mm. And it doesn't really have to be that way. I would love to see more players just sort of take a shot at, you know, let's all just be friends. Let's just borrow it and see how yeah. that goes. Yeah. Now, I say this primarily because I'm working on a Yasova deck right now. And there's a big part of me that, you know, wants to load it up with sack outlets to make sure that, you know, that person who gets that permanent or who is going to get it back invariably at some point is just going to smack me on the head with it and returning it back to them is probably a dangerous thing because maybe you won't be able to get it back again. Maybe, but I really want to try this out and see how the, how borrowing the card works, especially when you're borrowing it. And then, you know, like I said, offering it back on condition that they don't swing at you. So I, I I think um, going down this this teamer route of of yeah. Yasova is an interesting thing. And before we we go down further, let's let's review yeah. the card. It's a four two for two and a green legendary creature, human warrior from Fate Reforged. It has trample, and it says at the beginning of combat on your turn, you may pay one hybrid is it hybrid is it. So it's three mana total, two of which have to either be red, blue, or any combination of the two. If you do gain control of target to creature an opponent controls with power less than Yusova Dragon Claw's power until end of turn, untap that creature and it gains haste until end of turn. So, at base, um, you play it first uh, main phase, you go to combat, 
you can control you you borrow somebody's thing that has four or less power uh nope three or less power because it has to be less than yasova's um yeah and uh then you give it back at the end of turn uh yeah so um it's it's definitely interesting because it, it is that that it is an overlap between red and green. I mean, I mean, red and blue, not red and green. Green hardly has this uh, ever. Um, and so it's definitely going to be like an interesting deck um, that we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about either next season or the season after, after you get some games yeah. in with it. It um, won't be that long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting it, it, it it's an interesting way to look at specifically even is it um you know teamer wants i mean green especially wants these big creatures um but then with red and blue you've you usually think of instants and sorceries um yeah so, putting this this ability onto a green creature like this I, I think they found a great way to do it because one you you still need to have blue and or red to steal mm-hmm. the creature and that fits but the idea that you're limiting it based on the creature's power itself is uh you know it's a great limit a great limiting factor it's something that can build over the course of the game as you get you as you make you sova bigger um but it's a nice way to tie it into green by having that that limiting factor be the uh, i guess the greenness of the card mm. And it's so interesting too because uh, so the the activate or not the activated the triggered ability um, yeah. on Yasova, uh, which is something to keep in mind as well. It's not activated uh, if you come across anything that cares. Um, is the same price as threaten. Uh, threaten is the general term for this type of effect because right. of the card threaten from. It's from Onslaught. It's for two and a red. It's a sorcery. It says untap target creature and gain control of it till end of turn. That creature gains haste until end of turn. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's essentially the same same price. Um, you get a little bit more flexibility with being able to do blue, but you have to have two colored mana, so it kind of balances. Um, right. And, of course, Threaten lets you get any creature as opposed to a creature with a limited power. But Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That too. You know. Trust me with you, so I'm, uh, my my plan is that that really it won't be much of a limiter. Yeah, that that's my hope. So, um, also very niche thing about threaten is that you can target your own creatures just to give them haste uh, and to untap them. Uh, just a fun little fun little trick you can do to yeah. If you if you're ever in that situation where you need to untap a right. creature uh, or give it haste. Uh, right or both um but yeah so with with this kind of thing with with borrowing um there's obviously room especially with comparison to uh with stealing uh there's there's room for politicking there's room for (laughs) i'm gonna give it back don't worry uh yeah you know opening your mouth to speak is uh a powerful tool in in a game of magic especially in a, a multiplayer format like commander um and being able to look across the table and tell your opponent hey can i just borrow it for this turn and then i'll give it back like i, I you know whether or not you hit them with it or whatever like you can work out a deal and and figure that out uh but i mean you know it's it's much more I look at this like the idea of borrowing a creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, great. Can I borrow? I know you've got that big commander that you're trying to do commander damage with. Can I borrow it? I'll swing at him. I'll du- so we'll double up that that particular commander's damage on this person because two of us are swinging with it. You'll get it back, and then you can mm. swing again and finish him off. I, I but I just you know I want to help. I want to hurry things along. Being a that, team yeah. player. That especially helps with, uh, like, if your opponent is, has like a like a Voltron strategy. You know, you you're piling a bunch of weapons and 
or sorry, right. equipment on it, and it uh, yeah is doing its thing beyond just its thing. But uh, I mean, and that's that's kind of the great thing with with threatened type effects is that you're using cards from outside of your deck to help either your deck along or take away from somebody right. else's. Um, and I, I do just love the fact that like threaten effects alone just make the talk able to be done. Like you can't really talk your way out of, Oh, like I'm going to steal it and then not give it back. Um, because people will not like that. Uh, and we'll, t- we'll talk about that much later in this episode. Uh, but uh, right. I, I do just like the fact that it, it opens the gates to a, 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 what's the word? Uh, a, uh, uh, Diplomat. Thank you. You can solve it diplomatically. Uh, I don't even remember what the beginning of that sentence was anymore. Uh, <laughs> well, just the idea of, of when you borrow a creature, it's temporary. Mm-hmm. So there, there are so many different ways to, to use this diplomatically. You can say to an opponent, like, I'm not going to take yours. I'm going to take his. Or... I'm going to take yours, but I'll give it back. Or, you know, do you, I can sacrifice it. If I give it back, what can I get in return? There's just so many more ways to right. to play to play the politics, to to try and work it around and round to try and uh, take take better advantage of a situation. Um, yeah, it, too many times it's uh, I've got this card. I am going to take that take it thank you and now i'm going to attack where i want to i'm done with that great i'm going to use my high market i'm going to destroy it or i'm going to sacrifice it i'm going to gain one life just so you don't get it here put it in your graveyard yeah i mean that is one way to play it and that's how most people play it but we can, you can really open open up your options uh, you yeah. can really go a lot farther than that I think the 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 thing with taking it, sacking it, is that like, yeah, you're getting rid of a threat, but you're also using it before you do that. And I think your opponents can clearly see that. Um, and I mean, unless you're not, and those are I think very corner cases uh, with this in mind. Um, but I think that like overall, you're you're assessing a threat. Or controlling a threat, and then you like you're using it to your advantage when, like, sometimes just killing the threat is uh, a bit more exact. Um, and like, of course, as a play and as a player, like, you want to you know use it to your own advantage more right. than you want to use it to other people's advantage, but politically, diplomatically. That's uh, a different game entirely. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that there aren't times when the correct play is simply, I'm taking your thing, I'm smacking somebody with it, I'm destroying and I'm going to sacrifice it, throw it in your graveyard. You don't need to see that ever again. Yeah. Uh, and, and I would argue that that's probably going to happen more often. Like those, that is probably going to be a more often, uh, a more frequent scenario than, the option of, you know, ooh, I can take this creature or this creature or, you know, the the diplomacy behind it. I think those situations probably aren't as frequent as the other one that I've described. But so many times when those opportunities come up, they, they're just gone and not not even considered. Yeah. And honestly, like, I think that it, it's a... Like, the, the stealing and, or the borrowing and then sacking it... Uh, is I feel like a really good strategy for indestructible creatures. And that's, you know, it's, that's a fun little way to get around that. But like, yeah. Yeah. Well, and more and more, we're getting more, more and more indestructible. And 
At least I find I'm finding more of that in our play group, mm. um, just because it's such a, a difficult way to deal with things, or it's a, it's difficult to get around the indestructible part. Um, so, so, uh, so I think yeah, so even having another way to do it. I think but, even beyond the the political nature of of Yasova's uh, triggered ability, I think that a big thing that comes is uh, obviously you're taking away a blocker, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. But I think even more than that, you're taking away um, possi- the possibility of somebody activating X, Y, or Z ability on the creature that you're taking away, or you're forcing them right. to do it now before you take it. Um, yeah. Which is always nice. Uh, like, it's, it's, it's oddly control for such a, a, uh, an aggressive strategy right you know andy i want to talk a little bit more about what what you just brought up the idea of you're taking away a blocker because mm-hmm. you just are uh this isn't it, people oftentimes they look at this and it's like oh this is a a one cre- this is a single creature moving and yes but in practical in practicality this is this is a two creature swing right you know, if you're playing one-on-one and we each have one creature, well, then if I swing, then you can block and take no damage. But if I steal, if I borrow your creature, well, now I'm swinging with two creatures. You have none. And I'm going to go, going to get in to hit, da- hit for damage. It, it, it creates a bigger swing. Um, and, you know, it just, there's, the benefit is there now, you know, if you are truly just borrowing the creature and you're swinging back at the person, you might want to think twice about returning that creature back to them because I suspect they're not going to take too kindly to just have it gotten smoked in the yeah. head by their own creature. It's definitely like a but, similar situation to like, I don't know why this is the first thing. I mean, I do know why this is the first thing that popped in my mind. Uh, it's a similar idea behind lifelink where like you hit somebody with a two, two with lifelink and, there, it's not just a two two life yeah. matter. It's you're they're losing two and you're gaining two. You're now four yeah. more apart than just the two. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, now, there's definitely it, so wh- there's definitely what something. is it like if you uh, what is it like if you steal a creature with lifelink? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what if it has menace? Uh, <laughs> Ah, um, <laughs> but yeah, there's there's definitely something there with uh, giving it back. You know, um, obviously, you know the feel bads aren't necessarily as much there, and sometimes they are. Honestly, um, right? I I think I've been you know killed with my own creatures enough times for it to be like ah yeah mm. yeah. But, yeah, there are uh, times. There are times when the borrow. Eh, I only need one shot. Yeah, exactly. I'm borrowing your creature, but it is going to finish you. At that point, borrow permanently steal. It doesn't matter. They're just dead. It's permanent uh, because the end of the game. Uh, yes, I, I I do like your idea though of uh, stealing somebody's commander in conjunction with somebody else attacking with that commander right you know the the it coming at them from t- multiple sides it's that uh it 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 reminisces or it reminds me i reminisce about uh one of your other favorite cards assault suit because um, <laughs> I, I just like i want i want assault suit to work so badly um and like you know it does its thing Salt suit, for those who don't know, is an equipment. It's four mana. It says equipped creature gets plus two, plus two, and has haste. Can't attack you or planeswalker you control and can't be sacrificed. So all of that is to the controller of the equipment, not the creature. Um, so whoever plays the equipment. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, you may have that player gain control of equipped creature until end of turn if you do untap it. So basically it's... It goes from person to person as much as you right. want it to. 
Like, obviously, if yeah. somebody would be a bigger threat with it, then maybe you don't want them to have it, or maybe you do. Um, it's all Maya tr- abilities uh, for that last part. Um, right. But uh, I, I really like this idea of... It's kind of the inverse of borrowing. It's, it's, it's lending out, you know? Um, right, and the, the joy with the threaten effects... Mm-hmm. Um, you you threaten a creature, so now you have it. Uh, the downside for assault suit is that when you equip, you have to you can only ever equip to a creature you control. Mm. Well, that's what threatens for. Now suddenly, I have your creature at the end of my turn. You get it back. Big brain All plays, right. Bruce. Exactly, but at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, I may have that player gain control of the equipped creature even though it's now yours, until the end of the turn. So now everybody is getting their chance to play with your creature. And ideally, if I've taken your commander, I'm going to happily share that around the table because you guys can't attack me and everybody is hopefully taking commander damage because that just sounds like a lot of fun to me. I love that too because like, I feel like with commanders specifically, when they, when they change zones, you can choose to put them in in new uh back in the command zone but changing yeah. control does not mean changing zone it's still on the battlefield right. uh yes. it's it's weird because it doesn't have haste with assault suit it does um but uh it's it's just so it's interesting you know it's uh yes man that's mad you're you're a genius keeps it a little weird keeps it a little um, weird is this going in your Yusova deck? Do you mean is it already in my Yusova deck? Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> um, I think uh, I think it's time for us to take a quick break. Yeah. Because um, we haven't even talked about like just straight up stealing your yeah. stuff. When uh, when we get back, we're going to talk about the blue side of things and, and permanent stealing, uh, and you'll see how it ties back into assault suit because. Man, stealing commanders does not feel good. We'll be right back. This episode of Temple of Fallspot is brought to you by Assault Suit. Not a pepper suit, Assault Suit. Hey, we're. Hey, we're back! Hey, hey! <laughs> oh. Why? So, I know we were going to jump right into stealing cards and like keeping them permanent, and mm-hmm. I, I don't mean actually physically taking somebody else's cards and, and 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 selling them for profit or anything like that. We're talking about just you know, gain control of a, you know what I'm talking about. But before we get to that, I did want to talk about the other benefit for either borrowing or permanently taking an opponent's permanence. It creates balance on the board. If you're building a deck and most of your threats are made up of cards that take other people's cards and use them against them, that your deck is automatically balanced to whatever they're playing. So if you find yourself at, say, oh, I don't know, at, say, a Magicon in Philadelphia, then you play this kind of a deck, and it's going to better pair with whoever you're playing against, whatever the power level is of their decks, because you're using their stuff against them. So that should, in theory, match up the power almost perfectly. It's something I've always been enamored with because I love the idea of, you know, the deck sort of balancing itself. Mm -hmm. The problem, of course, is that I'm also not a big fan of you stealing my stuff. So. Yeah, it's kind of a catch-22, but I'm just saying, it's out there, so. Yeah, um... So talking about permanently taking uh, uh, another another player's permanence so that you can smack them over the head with it. Um, here, essentially the difference, um, red tends to do more of the threaten, more of the borrow, and mm. blue tends to do a lot more of the permanent theft. Now, this is hardly a, this is nowhere near a hard and fast rule. I'm confident that both of the colors do both, but it just blue tends to tends to be more often the case where you get you get control of it permanently. 
Um, blue also tends to uh, be focused on the, uh, you take a permanent. So it doesn't always have to be a creature. Most of the time it's a creature, but now a lot of times it just says uh, target permanent. And uh, so planeswalkers, baby. Mm, and, lands. Uh, you know, lands, enchantments, uh, artifacts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depends on the artifact, too, for sure. Depends on the artifact. Um, but it just, it opens it up so that you are, you're solving, you're solving your problems by making their powerful things their problem. Now they yeah. have to try and fix it. So um, it's a little tricky there. Yeah. And I think that like, it goes to show like how, uh, how adaptable some decks can be, especially for certain metas and how, Right. Using other people's cards against them is, I guess, more of a show of their own power than than yours as a deck. And but like at the same time, like because it is a wild swing the other way, and not just for the rest of the turn, it is this difficult thing where you're just never giving it back. You know. Uh, <laughs> What the first time I ran into this, or not the first time, but the biggest time, I guess, the first biggest time that I ran into this was uh, <laughs> in M twenty, uh, Agent of Treachery. Uh, okay, which is a two three, and it says whenever agent or when Agent of Treachery enters the battlefield, gain tar- uh, control of target permanent. Period. At the beginning of your end step, if you control three or more permanents you don't own, draw three cards. That second part, whatever. The first part is the important part. It's it's permanent. You gain control of it, even if you don't control Agent of Treasury anymore. The thing is, is it's five blue-blue, so it's seven mana, which yeah, I get. It's, it's hard to get out there because it's so high. But, obviously, nowadays with Treasures, it's super easy. Um, now, M20 didn't have this many Treasures, but what M20 did have was a lot of flicker effects. Uh, and blue and especially white have <laughs> a lot. So you, it yeah. comes in, you flicker it, or it comes in, you steal something, you flicker it, it comes in again, you steal something else. You have two things permanently, and that's any permanent. And now, obviously, in a multiplayer format, you can pick and choose from different people, and it's great. But it's so infuriating when they just take something that is the key to your engine the 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 thing that is holding your deck together they're just like oh i can see that that is the thing that i need you to not have um yeah well so it's, it's and, and they're aware that that is the thing that they must take right exactly like from a game gameplay perspective it makes sense from a strategic per, uh, perspective it is ideal but like most of the time, it's not the thing that they need the most, <laughs> uh, which, I don't know, just kind of makes it feel all that worse. Um, right. There, there's that balance between um, the right play, which, you know, slowing your opponent up so badly that you are, you know, that, that you are now in a position of strength or taking the thing that's going to best help you. It may not be the best thing they have, but it helps you the most. So, and then which of those options becomes the best option? Well, you know, too many times for too many people, it's take their best thing. You know, they're running a theme deck and it's, uh, you know, and they've got some, some card out that gives all of their creatures some kind of massive bonus. Well, and you steal that away. And now they don't get any bonus, but you only got one creature on the board. So you're really not getting anything out of it. It's like, this is just, that that becomes a case of, you know, how are you playing this game? Mm. You know? And uh, I mean, I think it extends to, to like the older, the older cards, like, like Control Magic and its yeah. ilk, where it's an enchantment that if you get rid of the enchantment, it comes back, it comes back to your play. But if you're not playing for that specifically, Chances are you don't have much enchantment removal in your deck, even if you are running the correct amount of enchantment removal. 
But if they're building their right. deck around taking your taking your commander, taking your creatures, taking your permanents, yes. then chances are they either have ways to recur that or ways to do it in a different way. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're going to be able to do it repeatedly. And, you know. like, the thing with taking your commander, and I've had this happen plenty of times, uh, yeah. is that they'll just hold on to it. They won't, they won't attack with it, so you, you'll never have a chance to kill it unless you somehow do, um, you know... You run a certain amount of removal in your deck. You run a certain amount of enchantment removal. All these things, yes. But right. when it matters the most, you need... When you're playing against a deck that is built around this mechanic, you need more than your average removal. And in Commander, right. well, there's no sideboards. <laughs> yes, and this is one of those situations where, you know, if your opponent just plays removal, your commander is now gone. You have to pay two more to get it back. But you can do that. This way, you need you don't need two more mana. You need your own piece of removal. Just so your 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 commander may very well maybe you even have to kill your own commander just to get it back out. So you're playing an extra card, you're paying mana, you're doing all this other stuff just to get yourself back into the position where you're at. And I can hear a lot of you saying, Yes, that's kind of the point of that's kind of the point of magic is to make them burn their resources on things to put them to keep themselves at just a, uh, the state that they're in while I use my resources to get ahead. And I get that, but let's not forget we are playing commander. A we social everybody to, a social format. We want everyone to have a good time. How much of a good time are they having if you've just got the commander sitting there? And you're doing all you can to stop them from taking it away. I get the I get the benefits, but you know, yeah. And for as much as like, for as much as like, decks should be not necessarily built around needing the commander out. You build a deck around a commander. Period. Like that's unless you're building a, a X color good stuff, um, and. So, like, you'll, you want your commander out. That's why you have it in the command zone. And right. for somebody to take it and not do anything with it, or for somebody to take it and not, not let you have it back, is it's rough. It's cruel. And I think the thing to keep in mind, too, is that, sure, you might have removal this turn. You might not have removal next turn. So they, right. they could do it again. Or, more likely, you have removal this turn. And they have a counterspell, because this is blue. So they just don't yeah. let you ever target it. And they're more focused on keeping your commander out of your hands, but you're trying to get it back. Um, and so I think just what I'm trying to say is they need to reprint Homeward Path just because it's so expensive. Uh, <laughs> right. And let's talk a little bit about Homeward Path, because uh, this is a card that I think more people need to be aware of. I think more people should be playing it. The Joy of Homeward Path, folks, it's a land. Mm. It taps It taps for colorless mana. That's the amazing so, part for me, is the it, fact that so, it's, it taps for right, mana rather than just right. the thing. So stop right there. If none of your stuff is ever taken, this is a land that taps for colorless mana. Now, maybe you're playing a five color deck and you can't afford to have that land in your deck okay fine but i can Don't tell you colors. even if you're running a three color deck you can probably still put homeward path in your deck with the right amount of fixing you can make it work if you're I not mean, running you know cards yeah. of with, with four colored pips of each color in your deck homeward path can probably work and more importantly for those of you who don't know the second ability is to tap homeward path each player gains control of all creatures he or she owns. Yeah. So all this theft shenanigans, all these, you know, control magic stuff, poof, gone. Yeah. You get it back. And the best part is, if there's a control magic on it, it doesn't even fall off. It stays on the card. It, it doesn't... Homeward you just get the creature that, back that, and it just You get the creature back and it, and it just says control magic. Because there are other versions of Control Magic where uh, it gives the creature a benefit. 
Um, I can't remember which one it is, but Binding Grasp, I think, gives it a plus one on the back end. Gosh, oof. I'm digging deep here, folks. You know, you're probably also saying right now, Andy, Bruce, um, it's uh, it says just creatures. To be fair, most of the time, if it's a non-creature enchantment or something, it's probably not, like, it's not holding you back from playing your game. You know, your commander is a creature, period, unless it's a planeswalker, and then right. you've got a problem. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, you know, it, it it is, you know, you said in three-color decks, uh, it you should probably be running. Absolutely. If it wasn't a $20 card, I'd be running it in all of my decks um because it is worth any sacrifice for specific color for that ability in and of itself Uh, right and my meta specifically is littered littered with people taking my taking my stuff all over the mm. place everybody's running it there's if if they're running blue or red They've probably got a way to steal something of yours, and yeah, yeah. even if they're borrowing it, they're going to sack it. So, this is just a way to, to get some of that back, or yeah. at at worst, they steal it from you, and then you just sit there and see what happens. Yeah, you know, and and if I you like... don't like the way this is going, no, no, we're gonna we're gonna do this right now. You're gonna have to sack my creature in response to whatever it is uh, to, to me trying to get it back, and I'm not gonna let you do what you're trying to do. So I like too that with this, it, it you know, um, it also brings up the idea of people playing cards out of your library um, or exiling the top of your library and playing those cards. Yeah. Um, because I feel like that's happening more and more where, you know, it's like exile the top three cards at X player's library and you can play them yes. if you, or you can, you know, pay mana as though or any color yeah. type of thing. Um, yeah. And this would also help with that. Um, and I think that after Agent of Treachery, they kind of learned their lesson. Um, because uh, with Agent of Treachery, if you remove Agent of Treachery, you don't get the creature back. Um, and right. with a lot of the older stuff, it was, you know, enchantment based where if the enchantment was removed, the creature would eventually come back. So Adrian Trentry was right. kind of the pinnacle of, of garbage, of mean, of mean. <laughs> um, but then you have things like in uh, Commander Legends or even Adventures in Forgotten Realms. Um, of Mind Flare, which is a blue creature, not to be confused with the uh, universes beyond Mind Flare, the black creature, uh, legendary creature from the, the Stranger Things thing. Uh, but Mind Flare is three blue blue for three three, and it says whenever Mind Flare enters the battlefield, gain control of target creature for as long as you control Mind Flare. So if you do flicker shenanigans, it does release the thing, you know? Or if you, you know... The only way to get multiple things from with one creature, especially in Commander, is to right. double the triggered ability. Um, and so I feel like we're seeing a lot more of these types of things where it is easier to get your thing back. Um, without, for some reason, I mean, Homeward Path has been printed three or four times at this point. But the last time it was printed was 2017. Um, right. We we need it again. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because at twenty dollars, this card could yeah, just I help help I so no much. Idea that it was yeah. this that that it was that expensive. I it just that just blows me away. Uh, um, it's absurd for a colorless land to cost so much money. Uh, right. But I guess because it's colorless, it can go in any deck. Yep the way things are going with theft you want it in practically every deck yes there's there's just so little downside to to adding homeward path to your deck it it just it it makes it makes so much sense because it stops so much so much goofiness and not like it's like you said it doesn't it's not just the theft it's when opponents are playing your your cards 
mm. from exile. I mean, Homeward Path works there as well. So it's uh, it gets to be quite the beast. So it's this weird designation of of theft and borrowing where, like, essentially you're doing the same thing. Where with borrowing, like threat and effects, you're taking it for a turn. And then yeah. with stealing, yes, you're taking it forever until it dies. Uh, but it's not the same as just taking it every turn. Um, and and there right. is there is this significant feel bad of of uh, of not being able to control your own creature, you know, especially if it's something as big as your commander. Um, and I mean, I've definitely like gone through phases of wanting to take other people's creatures and you know there there's a time and place for it uh and the way i look at it is a very similar way to how i look at like countering somebody's commander because uh, with countering somebody's commander they can just play it again uh but like you know it is a big part of their strategy it's a big part of how their deck synergizes with itself right um and i like if if they're a big enough threat, you know, it, it it kind of all comes down to threat assessment. If they're doing something with it, great. If they're doing something with the commander that they took from you, great. Somebody's well, doing something. Great as long as it's not hitting you, but yeah. 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 I mean, even then though, you know, like <laughs> it's it's a little bit of feel bad, but like it's not as bad as if it just was like, okay, I'm just turning this off. I'm gonna put it to the side and forget about it. Um, right. And it's it's i don't know i'm 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 stuck in this this loop of kind of similar with with counter spells honestly of like i see their purpose i see the the usefulness in certain decks i play less of them than probably the average player but there are definitely like times that i like get inspired for certain decks where i'm like oh i'm gonna play this and this and this and this uh you know, I'm going to play counters. I'm going to play uh, control stuff, like control magic type stuff. Uh, and I usually end up second-guessing it or I end up not playing it altogether. Um, right. But there is there's this sense of, of fun on the other side of, like, um, finding, finding certain synergies to other people's cards in how they would work with your deck but so i guess i guess my 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 thesis for this episode is like if if you're gonna play this stuff do something with it you know uh yeah read the card but like oh this will be great with this thing in my hand you know uh i don't know right no i agree i yeah don't don't just take it so somebody so somebody else can't have it. Yeah, don't just take, take it, it cause just because you, you can, you know? <laughs> take it because you you want to do something with it. Like, go the extra step. Yeah. Get, you know, take advantage of what of what you've got and, and not just have it sit there like a lump. Yeah. You know, if you're going to take somebody's meteor golem because they keep flickering it every turn three or four times, Bruce, then yeah, that makes what? sense why you would take it. Uh I don't know what you're talking about. If you're, if you're, uh, if your livelihood depends on it, then yes, do it. Uh, but you know, it, it, with with everything we talk about, there's there's specific situations, there's specific yeah. scenarios that it would make one it makes sense to go one way or the other. Um, but I feel like so often it is down the middle of like foreshadowing. There, I knew I'd get it right before the end of the episode. Andy, if you could splice this piece in way at the front, that'd be great. I'm going to splice it in every, like, ten minutes of you just going (laughs) foreshadowing. Most of the time, I feel like it just goes down the middle, uh, in my experience, with the metas that I've played in. There's, I feel like, probably half the time... A thing gets stolen from me. It just sits there and does nothing. uh, And I have to either remove it or not use it at all. Which 
honestly just kind of sucks. Because, like, it's different than being countered. There's still the opportunity. It's still on the battlefield. Yeah. It's there. It's reminding you of how do something. Life could be. Do something with it. That's all I ask. I think I think we end on that note. Yeah. With with a yeah. with a chaotic nature of, of foreshadowing yes. and uh, complaining. <laughs> there we go. Do something with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as we wrap things up. We'll be back next week with a deck tale um, of one of my decks. I honestly, I don't know. I'm running out of decks to talk about, and I haven't built anymore. So uh, get on it. I think I have a few that I can talk about. I'll talk about one of them. We'll see next week. I think we're going to wrap things up here because we're Temple of Fallspot. I got to get back to work. Uh, we're Temple of yes. Fallspot. <laughs> Where decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. 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 I'm Andy. Fun. I'm Bruce. That was my neighbor. And, uh... Yeah. Have a great night. Play some magic for me. May your fifth land be the temple. And not a control magic. I don't know how the fifth land can be control magic, but whatever. You get <laughs> May your fifth land be Homeward Path. There we go. Good. Bye! Wait, wait. Before you go, I uh, just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at Burned, and I'm at Andy Weekend. though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out and may your fit land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!